your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Get your Bibles out real quick. I have a lot to say today. I believe, uh, I want to leave room for the Holy Spirit to do what only He can do. But get your Bibles out. Get your phones out. All right, get your Bible app out. Uh, uh, if you have a Samsung, I know they're huge now and they flip. All right, get that thing out. Uh, get your, all those different devices out. Get your iPads out. You know, get it all out. Or just sit there and look at my screen. You can do that too. And so Luke chapter 1, the ESV version. Last week we talked about Zechariah. We talked about Elizabeth. We talked about the devil. You know, we talked about all three different questions last week. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, tune in on YouTube last week. But I'm excited to get ready for Luke chapter 1, verse 5 through 25. Uh, real quick, if you're there, say, I'm there. I'm there. All right, so Luke chapter 1, verse 5 through 25. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw the angel Gabriel, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said, Do not be afraid, Zechariah the priest, for your prayer has been heard. For your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. Verse 14, and you will have joy. Everyone say joy. I'm going to warm you guys up today, all right? I know it was cold out there, but I'm going to say this one more time. All right, everyone say joy. And gladness, and many will rejoice. Say rejoice. Many will rejoice at his birth. And in those days, Mary arose, and Mary went, the Virgin Mary, haste into the hill country, to a town in, in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted his wife, Elizabeth, who was supposed to be barren, who was well advanced in years. All of a sudden, Elizabeth had, was heard the greeting of Mary, and the baby leaped in her womb. A baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Any well-advanced women? I'm kidding. All right. And she exclaimed, <laughs> somebody like, in Jesus' name, I rebuke you, Pastor, right? And she exclaimed with a loud cry, blessed are you, woman, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Why is Jesus' mom coming to me? I know we're related, but I am blessed. How many are blessed in this room today? I am blessed. For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, I want you to see this, the baby in my womb leaped forth, say joy. Leap forth, say joy. All right, and blessed is she who believed. I want you to say believed. These two are connected. And I believe God's going to do something powerful today in this service. Man, I just don't want, anytime I preach, I'm like, God, don't let this be another service. Father, let this be not just information, but transformation. Holy Spirit, have your way in this service today. And that there will be fulfillment. Why do I have joy? Because you believe that it would happen. Because you believe that it would take place. You believe there's fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. The title of my message today, if you're taking notes, online audience as well, I want you to write this in the comments. Rejoice again. Rejoice again. Rejoice again. If that's too churchy for you, have joy again. Have joy again. Have joy again. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. Father, thank you for your word. God, I thank you that the Christmas story is more than a story. So, Father, I thank you that the Christmas story is, is all about who you are and what you came to do on this planet, even here in 2021. Father, I thank you that your story can be our story. So, Father, I pray today, transform us and change us. And Holy Spirit, I pray the Raiders beat the Chiefs. God, I pray the Bears beat the Packers because the enemy's territory is coming to my house tonight to watch it with me. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. And amen. You always got to fit it in there. And it never works. I don't. Maybe I shouldn't pray for you, you know. Rejoice again. 
have joy again. Now, I, I don't know if you would agree with me, uh, despite your belief or what you believe, but I think we would come to terms to agree that we need joy. I mean, our, our culture desires joy. We desire things that make us happy. We desire things that, I mean, even, and not just stuff, understand me, I mean, we desire even uh, uh, circumstances. We, we, we desire traditions. I need, we need to do this uh, so we can be happy, you know, so we can have joy again. I was telling my wife this morning, I said, Pastor Lindsay, was there a time where, where we planned something and, uh, and we, 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 we said, let's do this and it's going to be fun. I mean, have you, have, you, have you ever commanded fun? Like my parents used to command fun. Like, we're going to do this. It's going to be fun. Understand me? It's going to be fun, you know? <laughs> okay. And, uh, and she said, there's so many situations and circumstances where we said, you know what? We had a plan. We planned for it to be fun, but actually ended up being a disaster. Is that anybody in this room or is that just me? All right? All right? It's just, I mean, even, I remember one of our, we weren't even, uh, we were dating, right? And it was your birthday. And, uh, right, it was first year of marriage or birthday, and, uh, and, and so I had this big surprise party. People from the church, and family were going to all come to, come to my house, and I was going to lead her in and go, surprise! I had this big thing planned, and that's a big deal for me because I don't plan things, all right? And so I had a plan together, and all of a sudden, Lindsay's sister called me, and she was like, I'm talking to my sister, uh, Pastor Lindsay, or Lindsay, and, uh, and she said, oh, I just, I'm, you know, I love my birthday and all that, but... I just really hope he's not doing a surprise birthday party. So when I heard that, I said, oh, no, pivot, all right? I, I used that word before pandemic, all right? Pivot. I called everybody and said, uh, she doesn't want a surprise birthday party. I don't know if she found out about it, but we're going to change things up. And I was like, what do we do? And I was brand new to, uh, to Vegas. I didn't know what to do. And so her sister said, let's go. And so we went to a restaurant that, en that she ended up hating. I was like, happy birthday. And then after that restaurant, we ended up going to a country bar where they did inline dancing. And I was like, oh, what have I done? I have no, like two pastors in the bar, right? Like, and she walked in. She said, oh, no, I'm a woman of God. And we walked out. And that was it. Worst birthday ever. Now we have joy now. Because we're a little bit more mature. Mature. Mature PTSD, but hey. But can I just tell you, can I be honest with you? We do things to achieve joy, but we should desire joy. We should desire happiness. We all try to cultivate it, we try to set it up, we try to make it happen. I mean, hear me out. Friday, that was a joyful occasion. Friday, we spread the joy in our community, in our city. But man, we desire joy because there are things what I call like joy suckers. I mean, there's things that just suck the joy right out of you. And I, I begin to list it, and, and you, you, I only have so much time in the sermon today. But there's many things that can rob us of our joy, and a lot of that is news. News. Uh, man, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's uh, like national news, local news. Uh, for, all of, for, for many of us, it can be bad news. It can be, I mean, even the, the, the moment someone says, can I meet with you? You go, oh, no, it's bad. It, it, it's, it's bad news. All right, what have I done? And, and, and news 
to rob us of our joy. Sometimes there's good news that will give us temporary joy. Just temporary. But there's news that can really rob us of our joy or fear. I think all of us in this room, we can raise our hand and say, yeah, I was like, okay, until 2020 hit. But fear can really rob us of our joy. And a lot of times that fear, it's not just, you know, it's, like, it's, not, it's not like, you know, fear is the opposite of joy. But man, fear can really rob you of your joy. But for many of us, there's assumptions. For many of us, we live in a state of fear because of, our, all, of all the things that we assume. Man, I, I, are you okay today? No! <laughs> like, why not? Because there's a hundred things that could go bad today. Because of our assumptions. When we live in a life assuming, how can we have joy? How can we be happy? How can we have good news in our life if we're assuming everything is negative or bad? Or even put like in control. A lot of times we're control freaks, everybody in this room. But there's things that we want to control. I want to control my schedule. I want to control my, my time. I, I, I want to control what I do and, and all these different things. I, I, I can even tell you. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you because that's the kind of pastor I am. That when my sermon isn't done, I get really cranky. I'm the pastor, like priest of my home, you know what I mean? Like, God's man of faith and power. That I will, like, subconsciously get cranky if my message isn't done. And I try to get it done on Thursdays or Fridays, but sometimes it's Saturday or Saturday night, depending on what's going on. And I get really cranky. I get cranky because I feel like I'm losing control because I don't have what I need it done to get done. Can I be real today? That some of us in this room, you're, you're cranky because you're upset that God hasn't done what he's supposed to do in your life. And joy can feel sucked out of us. For man, the joy of, of, of bad news, man, I, I Bad news, fear, assumptions, lack of control. These are joy suckers. But I want you to understand that joy is it's more, it's more, it's more than a feeling. Joy is a choice. It's a choice that we make. If you um, go to Connect and you learn about our church and learn about the A team, and uh, with the A team, we, we, we love God. Man, we love people. This is our values. Our vision is know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. But our, vi- our values is love God, love people. And if you don't love people, we got to go back to loving God, love people, and pursue excellence, and then it's choose joy. It's choose joy. Today, I choose to be joyful. And can I tell you, it's hard. It's tough. And I'm not talking about, I choose to be crazy. You know what I mean? Like, ha, 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 ha. You know, no, that's not. But I choose to be joyful. Here's what's interesting. Joy, when, when Mary was, was filled with joy and Elizabeth was filled with joy and her womb leaped with joy, here in this word, it's this, it's this Greek word, it's closely related to gladness and happiness, although joy is more of a state of being than an emotion. It's a result of choice. Having joy, and I think this is kind of an ouch moment right here, having joy is part of the experience of being a Christian. I really believe with all my heart, and this is, this is a challenge to all of us in this room, to, me, to myself as well, because the circumstances, the news, the assumptions, the fear, lack of control, my outside circumstances are now affecting my inward emotion. It's affecting my inward choices. But it's a part of the experience of being a Christian. I really believe 
if you have no joy in your life, there's a leak in your Christianity somewhere. We've got to find that leak. We've got to discover that leak. It is not, that, oh yeah, that guy's cranky. You know, <laughs> my husband needs to hear this message today. Go online right now. You know, that's not what it is. It's what about my life that I'm losing joy. Here's what even uh, joy with another definition. The biblical words are, are these two Greek words which imply, I love pastors. Pastors are like, we had a pastor in our church uh, one time, and I was like, this Greek word, shanaka, you know, and, and I was just having fun. And later on, she was like, you know, the, the Bible program helps you learn those words, and you can pronounce them correctly. And I said, I'm deaf. I can barely say English words, all right? The biblical words are these, which imply also its outward expression. Not only is joy a choice, but joy is something that we do outwardly. It is something we do outwardly. In both the Old and New Testament, joy is consistently the mark of both the individual believer, and I want you to see this church, and corporately of the church. Can I just say, I mean, yes, we're going to work on this today, and how can I have joy in my life, and what does joy look like in my life? But man, how many know we need joy back in the church again? We need joy. Come on, I want some, some noise today, right? Because it's an outward expression. I choose today to have joy. Yeah, we got to have joy again. I, I always tell my 18, right? I always tell my wife, my family, like, it's like, like church should be enjoyed, not endured. If it's not fun, I ain't coming. Because God is fun. The Holy Spirit shows up. It's fun. It's amazing. It's incredible. But man, it's the, it is corporately the individual of a believer and corporately and I love Romans 15. It says this. May the God of hope, Pastor Lucy talked about hope, fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. As you trust in him. I want you to understand this. Trust leads to joy. Trust leads to joy. It is incredible if you can trust somebody so much so that you don't have to worry. You don't have to have control that you can trust them. You know, um, we've been praying this week for um, the tornadoes and all that's been happening in the Midwest. And uh, it's devastating what's going on. Convoy of Hope is one of our partners. And we will be making a, a contribution to Convoy of Hope to help those that have been affected uh, this week. And uh, it kind of brought me back to uh, when I grew up in North Dakota and, and Minnesota. And I remember one particular time, tornadoes, it's just, it's, it's like, what's today? It's going to rain, snow, or tornado, you know, like... Uh, what, what are those three uh, things that are going to be happening this week? And I remember one particular time, because we've been in, you know, in, the, in the basement or sleep in the basement, and there's tornado sirens and warding. But I remember one particular time, we're in our, in our uh, uh, Astro minivan and uh, driving down the road, and uh, we heard tornado sirens, and my dad turned on the radio, and, and they're trying to, the, you know, the, the, the weatherman's trying to tell us where the tornado is, and I remember my dad drove into a ditch, and in, in North Dakota, we have ditches. I mean, it's just deep, deep, you know, deep ditch, and he drove in there, and he shut the car off, and he's like, it's nearby, but then he started to distract us. He started to play with us. He started telling us dad jokes, you know, and, and started to, to change our mind about where we were at in the situation or the circumstances that we were in. And I remember being terrified on one hand, but then my fear and terror turned into joy because I was distracted. Uh, why? I trusted my father so much that I was able to have an enjoyable experience in the middle of a storm. How many know where I'm going with this? Because with Jesus, if you trust him, 
can have joy in any storm. I got to say that again, because I, 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 if you trust Jesus, you can have joy in any storm. Can I get an amen? If you trust Jesus, you can have joy in any storm. I really believe joy has been sucked out of our lives. It's Romans 15, 13. I found this interesting. This made a God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you abound in hope. Here's what's interesting, the definition of trust. Trust means to rely on, to put confidence in, to believe. If I believe God, it means I'm trusting God. And if I trust God, it means I can have joy in my life. If I believe God, I believe what his word says, I believe he's not out to get me, I believe he's not mad at me. If I believe God, then therefore I have to trust God because I have to trust that God's word is true. I have to trust what Jesus really says is for me and my house. I have to trust God. So if I believe God, I have to trust God. And when I trust God, joy comes into my life. Joy comes into my life. Joy comes into my life. So believe is to trust, but you trust in what you believe is true. And so I'm going to take it a step further. Here's, here's really the reality. Your belief can increase or decrease your joy. Which you believe to be true. I, I can sit down with you and you can be like, Pastor, I'm worried and I'm anxious. Why? Well, because I believe everything they're saying. Well, then your joy is going to decrease. But if you're saying, I believe in my Bible. I believe the Bible is living, it's active, it's powerful. I believe that although I'm in a storm, I can have joy. And my God will never leave me nor forsake me. I have joy. And what you believe can either increase or decrease. I have even found myself saying recently, I'm going to be transparent with you. I found myself recently saying, you know what? God, man, I, I just want some good news this week. I just, like, anything. I remember checking the mail. I hope there's good news in the mail. Man, I hope, go on Facebook. I hope there's good news today on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. You know, like, I hope there's, I just, I want some good news this week. You know, if I start to believe, or if I place my belief and trust in exterior good news instead of believing the eternal good news, I'll never have joy. We'll never have joy. We'll never have joy. Luke chapter 1, verse 5. This is so, so interesting to me because I, as I kept reading the Christmas story, I kept seeing rejoice and joy. Rejoice and joy. Can you imagine Zachariah and Elizabeth? They're two, uh, you know, they're two, two different people, closely related. Can you, can you imagine how long they had to believe the promise from God? Can you imagine how long? I, I'm pretty sure, this is just my opinion, Zechariah's joy was slowly deteriorating and decreasing. 
She's looking at the facts. I'm old in age. My wife is well advanced in years because I'm a good husband. I know what to say. And I'm a priest, and I'm just faithfully serving. But I, and, and because I'm a priest, I'm high, I, I'm high in society. But because I'm high in society, I don't have a son. And because I don't have a son, I am deemed as sinful. I am deemed as not righteous because I, don't, I can't pass on my lineage. I'm mocked upon. I mean, literally, they didn't pick him to go into the, uh, in, into the temple. They cast lots. And here's Mary. Mary's probably going, I'm 12 to 14 years old. Nobody sees me. Nobody notices me. What's God going to do for me? I'm a woman during this time, let alone. Man, I, I'm not a priest. I don't, I, I, I'm nothing. I'm just Mary. I'm a virgin. About to be married to some dude named Joseph. It's so interesting to me in Luke chapter 1. But the angel said to Zechariah, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayers have been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you will call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. I love this, because what he said here increased his joy, because his joy was being increased by his faith. Because what Isaiah said 700 years before, as Isaiah prophesied the coming of the Savior. So for 700 years plus, they're waiting for the promise. They're waiting for what they believe. I don't know about you, but I, don't, I feel like I can't wait seven hours until I give up. Seven days until I give up. But here's what the prophecy was, Isaiah chapter 9. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince a peace. The prince of peace. You know why they had joy? Because what they believed was finally going to happen. Finally going to happen. I want to ask you today, can you still believe even if it doesn't happen? Can you still believe? Can you still consider it great joy? Because here's what I have a problem with this. I have a problem with scripture. All right? I'm going to be real with you. Romans chapter 5. Through him... This is Jesus, right? We have also obtained access by faith into his grace. Come on, amen and amen, right? But then it says it's by which we stand, we rejoice and rejoice. We rejoice in the hope of glory of God. But not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering. I don't like this verse, all right? I'm going to put up a scripture and I want everyone to say amen. There's joy in suffering. And it's... it's what? This is hard. I don't like this. But whoever said following Jesus is easy. Whoever said following Jesus, if you follow the Lord, nothing bad will happen. I mean, that's a lie. We used to live in a broken and fallen world. But there is joy in suffering. Rejoice, but we rejoice in our suffering. We really begin to pray this, begin to study this. It's interesting it does not say we rejoice in our pain. It does not say we rejoice in our pain. Here's the definition of pain. Pain is the physical feeling caused by disease, injury, or something that hurts the body. Pain is sadness caused by emotional or mental problems. Number three is someone or something that causes trouble and makes you feel annoyed or angry. How many felt some pain this morning on the way to church? Come on, somebody. Hey, hey, put those hands down. I tell you, I saw some ninjas right there, right? 
How many felt some pain this week? Physical, emotional, mental, someone, something, exterior. But can I just tell you, I'm going to be honest with you, pain will rob you of your joy. Pain will rob you of your joy. Because what pain does is pain puts you in a flight or fight mentality, and you just want to get away. You'll fight or you'll run. And so pain will rob us of our joy because our vision at Avenue is for you to know God so you can find freedom. So we no longer have to be in pain. But here's what's interesting. The Bible says rejoice in our sufferings. Suffering is the endurance of pain. Suffering is not pain. Suffering is the endurance of pain or affliction. Some people in this room, hmm, you are suffering, you're suffering in the pain, or you're rejoicing in your suffering. Here's why you're because suffering moves me through the pain, and that brings me joy. I'm going to take it a step further. If you don't rejoice in your suffering, you'll never find healing in your pain. I'm here to... Suffering moves me through the pain, and that brings me joy. If you're suffering in this room and you're in pain, man, there's, there's, there's so much I can unpack here. But man, if you're rejoicing in your suffering, you're adjusting your belief and your trust into not your circumstances, but into his circumstances. What can Jesus do in my life to heal me from the pain? Because suffering is in pain, suffering is endurance. From pain. I love that. Because it says this. How do you know, Pastor Jeremy? Because we rejoice in our sufferings, not our pain. But we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. You know what character is? Character is not just who you are. Character is placing your trust in God. That's what character is. And character produces Hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So if you're suffering in this room or the next time you're about to go through a trial or tribulation, I want you to write this down in your notes today. I want you to ask the endurance question. How can this be used for God's glory and for my growth? How can this be used for God's glory just like the song we sang, right? Like Genesis 50, 20. Whatever the devil intends for evil, God's going to turn around for good. So what's God going to do? What, what, how can I use this for God's glory? Or how can I use it for my growth? Because if we rejoice in our suffering, suffering produces endurance. Endurance induces, uh, produces character. Character produces hope. What's hope? Hope is faith in Jesus. So I have to grow because all those things, it's called growth. For some of us in this room, when we suffer, done, I quit, I'll forget. No, you said Christian life was going to be great and amazing. But then when you learn, you know what, I'm going to rejoice in my suffering. Next thing you know, you go from suffering into, man, I got a little bit of endurance. You know what I am? I'm a little tougher. Man, I, I you know, like, like back, I was suffering, but God showed up. And God did a miracle. Now I have character because I trust my God. There are, some, there are some OG Christians in this room. When the pandemic hit, you were like, but God. 
And I was like, I need to talk to you because you're like, I've been through it all. Ebola, AIDS. I'm, <laughs> Why? Because you've suffered before. And your faith has increased. Your faith has increased. But we have to grow. What do you mean by growth? I love this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Some of y'all need this one right here. I'm just saying. Gentleness, self-control against such thing. There is no law. It's the fruit of the Spirit growing in my life. And I love Romans 15. May the God of hope fill you with joy. Man, I'm to tell my wife, I've been on a journey lately. Because the pastor side of me wants to say, have joy. Joy to the world. Yeah. Joy. Just have joy. But there's this new side of me with this culture that we're in. Culture doesn't say, don't just tell me to have joy. Tell me what joy is. So I'm going to tell you what joy is. Joy comes from the Holy Spirit. Joy is the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit fills me, may the God of hope fill you with joy so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound. Can I help you out here? I have joy because God gave it to me. I have joy because God gave it to me. I have joy. I love this. May the God hope fill you with joy and peace and believing so that by the power of your Holy Spirit you may bound in hope. I remember that old song. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Oh, there's some Christians in this house, huh? All right. If you're, if you're not a Christian, just forgive all these other people. because But I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. But what if we kind of change that song a little bit today? Said, I got the joy, 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 joy in my suffering. I got the joy, 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 joy in the middle of my pain. I got the joy, 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 joy. If it feels weird that I'm singing it, I feel weird too. But I want this to be something that you remember. When you see something that triggers you, or you have to go into a situation or scenario, or there's a trial. Oh man, when you're getting attacked, you just go, I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Joy comes from God. Joy comes from God. I don't have joy because I got a pay raise, I don't have joy because of my career. I don't have joy because my husband. Can I get an amen? I don't have joy because my wife. I don't have joy because my family member. I don't have joy because of who's spending time with me. I don't have joy because they noticed me. I don't have joy because I got some good news today. No, I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Because God gave it to me. And God, I just say we need joy again. We need joy again. That's been my prayer this week. God, your people are hurting. We're beat up. We're tossed to and fro. We need some joy again. Man, we need some 
joy again. I love 1 Peter chapter 1. It says, Blessed be the God of our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, an inheritance that is imperishable. Come on, this should bring you joy today. That is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. Don't you see this here? Like, you're in a new hope. You have an inheritance that is untouchable, imperishable. But you're still going to go through some trials. But, bit, but although you go through a trial, the tested genuine, genuineness of your faith is more precious than gold that perishes through its tested by fire may be, the, may be found to result in praise and glory, honor of the revelation of Jesus Christ. My joy leads to praise. My joy leads to honor God. It's not, man, God, you, you did it. You made my life better. No, it's thank you, God, that you love me and you have a plan for my life. That brings me great joy. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him. And rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your soul. Can I just be honest with you, church? I have joy. Because God loves me. Because God loves me. It was not my notes, and I got like two more scriptures. I'm going to close this thing out. I was reading in my commentary this week. It said John the Baptist was inside Elizabeth, an unborn baby. Jesus was in Mary, an unborn baby. When Mary visited Elizabeth, man, Jesus showed up in the house. And when Jesus showed up in the house, right, Elizabeth saw Mary, the baby, her belly leaped for joy. That same Greek word that the Dr. Luke uses for leap for joy is only found in the Old Testament when David took the presence of God from one house to another house. And, he, and David began to leap for joy. He danced with all his might. David danced. I mean, clothes were coming off. His wife was up in the window going, look at that fool. Why is he doing that? Because she didn't have joy. David did. And so when that baby leaped for joy in her womb, it was the same as David danced with all his might. Can I tell you? Circumstances didn't change. David just had some really bad news and someone died. David screwed up, messed up. And so David decided to do what was right, because joy is a choice. And he took the Ark of the Covenant, he took six steps, and he began to worship, began to dance, began to praise. That was like a white boy one, white boy dance. Take six steps, dance and praise. And his choice, I want you to catch this, his choice became his action. Some of you in this room, you're like, I just want to get out of here. I want to get my coffee. I want to go home. I refuse to choose to have joy today. I believe God's challenging you today. Make the choice to have joy. I really believe somebody in this room, the Holy Spirit speaking to you, and you need some joy in your life. And joy comes through praise 
in worship, in glory, in honor. Can I just tell you, I am so grateful that I have joy because God loves me. That the same joy is found in Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight. And you can't do that unless you believe. You can't do that unless you trust. And sin, which clings so closely, let us run with endurance. Let us run in our pain. Let us run, because I got joy. I may look crazy, but I got joy, because I know it's not about me. It's about Jesus, and it's just a race set before us. I'm going to get excited today, because I need some joy, because I'm looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of my faith. He's developing me. He's growing me, and I love this. Who, for the joy that was set before him, you know, when God died on the cross, he was saying, let this cup pass from me. Man, but nevertheless, let your will be done. Because I have great joy that I'm going to die for them. I have great joy that I'm going to pay for what, what you deserve. Despising the shame, seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Of the throne of God. Of the throne of God. Will you stand with me, please? I want to pray with you today. Father, I thank you. Thank you for your word. God, thank you for your word. Father, I pray today, help us to rejoice again. Father, I pray today, help us to run with endurance this race called life. Father God, I pray today, through the power of your spirit, we can choose joy. We can try to achieve joy. But joy comes from the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you that in John chapter 16, this is what I love, John chapter 16, truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep, you will lament, and the world's going to rejoice. You'll be sorrowful. And this is for somebody in this room today. Your sorrow will turn to joy. Your pain will turn to joy. Your heartache and those tears you've been crying, they're going to turn to joy. So also you have sorrow now, but I'm going to see you again. Your hearts will rejoice and have joy, and no one will take their joy from you. Come on, church. No one will take your joy from you. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father, he'll give it to you. Until now, you've asked nothing. What you see in Scripture, put it up on the side, please. You ask for nothing. But today, today, ask and you ask and you receive. This is more than money. Ask you receive that your joy may be your joy may, I'm a little excited today because somebody's getting some joy. So if you need joy in this room today, raise two hands. I want you to close your eyes and say, Jesus, I need joy. Jesus, I need joy. Jesus, I need joy. Father, fill me with the Holy Spirit today. Help me to rejoice. My circumstances are dire. My circumstances are terrible. But for some reason, I have joy today. Father, as we go into the holiday season, I'm usually depressed and defeated. But today, this season, I have joy again. I'm rejoicing again. People say, what's changed? And you say, me, greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. Come on, church, raise your hands. Say, Jesus, fill me with joy again.
We need, we need joy again. Have you ever met that, that person that's like, I have six months to live. My family left me. I'm all alone. And I have joy. And you're like, what in the world? What is what? You know what that means? Your joy is a testimony to those around you. Your joy, not superficial joy. Like, ah. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy comes in the morning. But your joy will be so contagious. It will 
will change your household. It will change your marriage. It will change your kids. It's going to change you. Uh, just do me a favor real quick. I love how joy Now it makes so much more sense to us today. I'm choosing to trust Jesus and the Holy Spirit is the only source of joy. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. If you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, I don't know if Jesus lives in me. I'll even take it a step further. I don't know if the Holy Spirit in me. But we could change that in just a moment. I want to pray a prayer with you and help you take a step. Say, I want to accept Jesus. I want the Holy Spirit to grow in my life. The fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, long-suffering. Let's see what God can do in you, through you, this holiday season. That's you today. You say, Pastor, you lead me in a prayer. I'm not going to embarrass you. Put a hand up. Put a hand right back down. I would love to know who I'm praying for. Yes, just put a hand up, right back down. I want to know who I'm praying for. I see you, I see you. Anyone else? Yep, I see you. Real quick, real quick. Yep, yep, yep. Anyone else? Up, right back down. Come on. Yes, I see you. Up, right back down. Let's watch God begin to do a miracle inside of you. I know my timer is like negative. It's got a big red number on here. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing inside every single one of us here today. For all of us in this room, Many of us that raise your hand, Father, we're taking a step of faith today. Trust you. Believe that your word is true. But from, from the sound of everyone's voice, I want everyone to lift your voice and say, Dear Jesus, say thank you for dying on the cross. Say thank you for paying for what I did. So today, I repent of my sins. They be Lord of my life. They live inside of me. They the best way I know how. I'm going to live for you. Now I know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm joyful.